Hi, and welcome to the Clay Soul Podcast. I'm Christian Dev Nicole, the host, and I'm so grateful that you are here listening. Today, you and I will unpack the beliefs that have held us back from being who we are designed to be and from creating the life we love. Together, we'll dismantle doubt, hold space for healing, and practice self-love in real, tangible ways. Grab your favorite drink, get cozy, and get ready to manifest the life you're meant to live. Welcome to the Clay Soul Podcast. I'm Christian Dev Nicole, the host of the Clay Soul Podcast, and I'm excited to talk to you today about this. I've actually been meaning to talk about this for a little bit, but I just want to come out and talk about my beliefs after deconstructing Christianity. I thought I kind of talked about it, and then I went back through the episodes and realized, no, <laughs> you talked about whether or not we need religion and you talked about your lessons post deconstruction but you didn't actually talk about where you're at now not fully anyway so i thought i would discuss that real quick and my thoughts on that as we move forward i think it'll better inform future episodes and may also help somebody else as well but before i do that i also want to say thank you really thank you so much for listening to this podcast thank you so much for subscribing on Apple or Spotify or YouTube, for following on TikTok, and also for answering the poll questions, the Q&A, commenting, all those things. Seriously, thank you so much. And without further ado, let's talk about my beliefs after deconstructing, really after deconverting Christianity. Or is that even the best term? I guess we will talk about that in a second. Before we begin, I do want to say that deconstruction and deconversion are different things and i have noticed quite a bit on specifically on tiktok but i i do think there's this rhetoric around deconstruction that's confusing for people because you can deconstruct your beliefs and reconstruct them and still be a christian it just means maybe you take out the stuff that is definitely more people-based definitely more cultural definitely more of these subliminal messages that have nothing to do with Christianity. You take them out and you redefine your faith off of what is actually to be true. Some people actually do that. They deconstruct, but they don't deconvert. Deconversion is saying, I no longer want to be a Christian. Now, in a recent personal blog that I created, I actually mentioned briefly in that blog that I hope to never go back to Christianity. And I didn't necessarily mean that to be rude to anyone. I was just simply saying, like, I've deconverted and I don't want to reconvert back. So I just want to preface that you can definitely be a Christian if you want to. You can be a believer in God and in Jesus and believe the bible is literal if you want to that's that's really on you and your choice i'm not living in your head i'm not in your mind so that's not my jurisdiction anyway um 
But I just want that to be clear. I didn't mean that to be rude. That's just the stance that I have is that I do not want to reconvert to Christianity. Ultimately, as you probably heard, if you have listened to my episode on religion, oh, it's 111. That's cool. Anyway, that's for somebody. Ultimately, though, if you listen to my episode on whether or not we need religion, you probably already know this. But I personally see religion and spirituality as a tool. If you got to the end of the episode, then you know what I'm going to say. I believe that religion and spirituality are just interpretations of essentially the same thing and the same goal. And that's to find wholeness with a higher being and your highest self and the people around you that are also doing life with you at the same time. These tools help you become not only your highest version of yourself, but help you self-actualize in a way that better connects you with other people around you. And we can bring out Maslow's hierarchy of needs if we want to, but that's literally part of the chart of the needs that we have as a society, as individuals. All human beings have these needs. And in the self-actualization at the top, he did point out that we connect with people in our world around us better when we self-actualize because we have a need for that. We have a need to connect. And I believe spirituality and religion help us do that when we do it the right way, of course. When we use religion and spirituality as a tool to create more division, then no, it doesn't, it doesn't do that. When it's used to say everybody around me is other than me. And it's a us versus them mentality. And they're all sinners and they're all messed up and they're all demonic. Yes, <laughs> that's when you're using the tool incorrectly. And I believe that is true according to the Bible. Now, I was a Christian for 26 of my 28 years of life. So I am not unaware of what the Bible says. I've read it cover to cover multiple times. I studied it expositorily. So just to clarify... I have a theology-based counseling degree. My counseling degree was in the theology department, so I had both. I had to study both. I am very much aware that this is what the Bible says, that we are to love one another, and specifically the church is supposed to love each other and be known by their love. And so using religion as a tool to see other people as awful and worse than you is not right doesn't it say that god sees all sins as equal so lying is the same as all the other sins right okay moving forward then we understand religion and spirituality as a tool should be breeding wholeness amongst ourselves and in ourselves, within ourselves. It should be breeding betterment, essentially, and progress, evolution, if you want to use that term. It should be breeding growth and healing in various aspects, depending on what your religion and spirituality is. Some people see certain things differently than others. But ultimately, we're all growing, essentially, if we're using religion and spirituality as a tool. In my opinion... 
spirituality does matter for that reason. It matters for that specific reason. Without spirituality, it's difficult then to self-actualize enough to not only grow within ourselves, but to grow connecting with other people as well. Without spirituality in any form, it is very difficult to self-actualize. I think sometimes people who are atheists, nothing against them. I just think sometimes people who are atheists, they then have to put so much of the effort of self-actualization on their minds. And it doesn't mean that they can't do it. It just means like it's it's put so specifically into one facet of who they are. But I do believe that we are all like multifaceted beings. That's not just physical, but we're also emotional and spiritual. And there are aspects of our presence, I guess we could say, that are physical, like our brains. But then our minds are not physical. There's not a physical spot for your mind. And so personally, I believe that it's very, very difficult and takes a lot of work to be completely atheist and not believe in any sort of spiritual anything, I think is really hard. And it's almost like trying to climb the mountain without any help, just freehanding it. You know, the mountain being life. I think that's really hard. There's someone I actually follow. And if I, I'll probably, after this, when I edit this podcast, I'll put her name on the screen or I'll link her TikTok in the show notes. But she actually talks about how she doesn't believe atheists should just be atheists, but that is actually better if, People choose to be secular spiritualists. And that just simply means maybe you don't put all of your hope into a specific religion or a specific ideology, but you still engage in these spiritual practices to better yourself and connect with other people. And I love that. I love that she said that. She, I believe, studied religion, like her PhD is in religion and like how religion is formed and et cetera. Um, so she's very smart, very smart woman. Um, I think her, I think she says her dissertation was actually on American religion, the future of American religion. So it, she has some entering, interesting things to say. So I'll be sure to link her. But I agree. I think when we put too much of our energy into a specific religion, that could be possibly problematic depending on the person but I think just as a whole like as whole cultures I think that's problematic and I think it's also problematic when we do the exact opposite and we never put any energy towards any spiritual anything I don't think that's healthy for us either and so I do believe spirituality matters but when this comes to me and we're looking at me specifically I have chosen, I think at the very beginning, I did kind of choose to say I was agnostic because I didn't believe we could prove that there is a God. And while I still err on that, 
I also believe in this more open-minded spirituality. Kind of like this secular spiritualist perspective that she has. In that, ultimately to me, various aspects of spirituality are essentially just various interpretations of a lot of the same things. A lot of the same things. And so because of that, I can go learn about whatever. And I can discern what's for me and what's not for me specifically as a person and what's working for me as a person. That means that sometimes I might learn about Buddhism and I might say, hey, I like how they do this specific thing. Maybe it's meditation or whatever. And so I lean into that. Or it might mean that I look into crystals and I say, oh, well, I do see the correlation between this and this, which I haven't. So I'm not going to say much there because I really, I don't know anything about crystals. <laughs> but let's say that's what I did. And so it's just a variation where like, you know, I might meditate and also use crystals and those things. Again, I don't know anything about crystals, so I'm not going on the record saying I use them because <laughs> I literally know nothing. But I'm open-ended, is my point. I have an openness that I know, especially people in organized religions, see as dangerous. But I see it as an asset because my mind is not limited to one ideology. And therefore, I am far less prone to be indoctrinated and to be gullible. Now, before someone gets upset, the word indoctrination is not inherently an insult. I had someone hop on one of my personal TikToks and start essentially yelling in my comment section about how I'm so rude for using the word indoctrination. <laughs> and I told them straight up, I'm not insulting you. In fact, if you think about it, someone saying you've been indoctrinated is essentially saying that like somebody tricked you. So it's not really rude. But anyway... That's not what that word means. <laughs> Please don't start freaking out. I simply mean what I just said. When you're indoctrinated, you have essentially been bamboozled into living in a closed circuit, believing in a closed circuit. Doesn't mean you're dumb. Doesn't mean you're an idiot. It doesn't make you bad. It just means you literally are, you're now a part of closed circuit of thinking, circular thinking. And it's very difficult to get out of that. And I think being open-minded to various aspects of spirituality prevents me from experiencing that. Because now I'm not going to sit here and think, oh, this person is right completely. I'm going to stick myself in this one thing and be done. Even with astrology. I don't see that. I, I believe astrology. I don't believe everything I hear about astrology. And I don't think I ever will. Hopefully, I should knock on wood or something. But I don't think I ever will find myself pigeonholed into one spiritual practice only. Or into one religion only. And I'm grateful for that. Because not everyone can do that. Now, if you can't do that. If you want to rely on one specific thing, I think I saw a TikTok earlier today where someone was saying they want to be a Mormon because 
the questions they have about Mormonism are far less scary than the questions they would have about life outside of Mormonism. That's their choice. And that's fine. If you want to just pick one thing, okay, that's fine. If that works for you, that's fine. As long as you're not using it to be divisive, it's totally fine. But for me specifically, and what I think a lot of people also need, certain people also need, is to be open and to be flexible and to pick up on various things. If you're someone like me that like likes to experience a lot, but also likes to think a lot and likes to learn a lot, having that ability to be open is very helpful. Very, very helpful. I'm a Sagittarius midheaven. Yes, I'm getting into astrology now. I'm a Sagittarius midheaven, so not being dogmatic is very important for me anyway. <laughs> being open-minded is helpful. And if you're a Sagittarius sun, moon, midheaven, or rising, chances are you're going to find that pigeonholing yourself to one black and white thinking train of thought is not going to help you, just in general. Um but that doesn't mean that works for everybody. Some people need that one thing, and that's fine. So what am I into right now? Where am I at now? I kind of just did my own thing for, what, I guess technically like a year, where I wasn't really looking at anything. Now, someone that deconstructed along the same time as me they immediately went into research mode. Just research, research, research in a specific area of deconstruction. Whereas for me, like I researched and then I was like, I got to a point where like I saw, I saw what I needed to see and I'd stopped. <laughs> I didn't want to think about Christianity anymore. I just wanted to take some time off then. You know, I'm done. I saw everything I needed to see and I'm good, you know? And so for a full year, that's where I was. I was just good. I didn't want to look into any other religion. It wasn't time yet. I didn't want to look into any other spiritual practice. It wasn't time yet. But then I was ready this year. I dabbled a little bit into Zodiac and astrology at the end of the year, last year, 2022. So essentially, I guess I lived, yeah, almost an exact full year. I lived just kind of living. I wasn't against religion. I wasn't against spirituality. I was just kind of living for a good year. And then when I was ready, I started to listen to a friend talking about Zodiac in late fall, early winter of 2022. And then I really leaned hard into astrology this year. And as y'all know, I've learned a lot. I've learned so much about astrology, it's not even funny. Even since the last time I talked to y'all, I've learned so much about aspects. I've learned so much about chart rulers. I've learned so much about transits. I am not kidding, y'all. I have learned so much about astrology, and there's still so much to learn. Astrology is a massive study with so many aspects to it, but I have learned quite a fuck ton, even about the asteroids. I've learned a little bit about them, and I've learned more about synastry because I didn't really know very much about synastry and of course learned about composite charts as well. So I've learned a lot about astrology, quite a lot. And I have enough knowledge that, you know, I can't necessarily say that I'm like a pro, 
but I just have enough knowledge that like I can function really well in the astrology space and understand a decent amount all on my own. And if I don't, I have people to listen to and study and I have books as well. I've, I've started to even just check out books at the library and various things. So I do know a lot about astrology. <laughs> I even have an AstroSeek login now. <laughs> I've learned so much and it's impacted me in so many beautiful ways. And I'm so grateful for astrology because... It is such a great tool for understanding myself and the world around me and other people in the world around me. It has helped me so much in so many ways. And it's just given me a lot of peace in knowing like, not only did I recognize these things in myself all by myself and on my own, but then having something agree and affirm those things is like so pleasing because then it's less of, am I being enough of what I should be based on everybody else's words? And now it's more of, am I being enough of who I actually am in this moment? Because not only do I know I function better with XYZ, but also this astrology chart defined Christian, you are good at XYZ. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I am good at XYZ. Why am I trying to do all this other stuff? <laughs> I have a chart that says, Christian, this planet is moving into this house of your life. And this is why you're experiencing this. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, that literally just happened a few weeks ago. I had this very sudden, well, it was like a little bit gradual for like two, three weeks. And then I had this really hard shift where like I felt like my prioritization was shifting and it shifted pretty hard at one point and so I was really trying to reflect on it for a good like four or five days because I'm like am I crazy or is this actually happening like I went from being very focused on this one thing to being very focused on this other aspect of my life to now having this other shift and I'm looking at it like wow this is different and I'm not upset with myself, but I was just reflecting on like, where is this, why is this happening? You know, <laughs> like <laughs> it's okay to have a shift in your priorities because especially since where I'm shifting towards, it's necessary. Like I actually need to work on that anyway. But it was just interesting because it felt almost like, boom, priority shift. I woke up and my priority shifted. And then five days after I felt that, shift I start hearing all the buzz about how the nodes are shifting and Venus is going into retrograde literally on the same day as the node shifting and I'm an Aries moon and it's about to be the Aries north node so hearing that I'm like oh this makes so much sense <laughs> I'm not crazy I noticed the shift in my desires and in what I wanted to do. I felt more confident in this specific area of my life that I kind of put on the back burner. And now my confidence was like, boom, boom. And then I hear, oh, this is coming. And I'm like, oh, that makes so much more sense. I'm not crazy. It's just things are shifting outside of me and things are shifting within me. And I'm fine. <laughs> You know, and that gave me a lot of assurance. That gave me a lot of assurance. Now, I will remind you 
multiple times in this episode. There's not been one thing since I started learning about astrology or numerology or as I'll talk about soon, human design. There's not been one thing that was like, oh, I did not know that about me and now it's creating something new. Not once. Not once. If it's something that didn't sound right, it was because it didn't apply. Now, I had a lot of that growing up because I was under the guise that I could basically decide if I was a Gemini or not based on my birth date, not realizing that, no, the sun was in a specific spot. And this is very mathematical. And so, yeah, I got a lot of shit wrong back then. <laughs> and I didn't understand a lot. But as I've better understood how to read things, there's not one thing that I've seen that's like manufacturing an aspect of me. And so I will say... If you're looking into any sort of spiritual practice and it's telling you to be something you're not or it's saying something about you that you're not, you are probably either reading it wrong or using it wrong because that's not what's supposed to be happening, especially when it comes to something like astrology. And same goes with numerology for me. I don't know a whole lot about it. I'm learning a lot more about it. The funny thing is, is I... <laughs> I've always been a very thoughtful person, a reflective person. I've always like really, I've also gotten, I've always gotten really deep into my reflections and also um, because of that, been very intuitive. And I've used my gut instinct for a lot of things. And as I've learned numerology and I've seen numbers like 111, then I'm like, oh yeah. Trust your intuition because you have good. My my birth chart, my astrology, because my sun sign is a cancer. My primary zodiac, it's a cancer. I'm a cancer. Cancers are known for having really good intuition. Surprise! <laughs> and it flows together. Same thing with my life number. In numerology, your life number is just you add all the numbers in the date that you were born on. So I'm not going to tell you all my birthday joke. That's private information. But <laughs> let's say your birthday was, I don't know, 8, 15, 97. You would add up all those numbers. So 8 plus 1 plus 5, etc. And you go down, and then when you get to the two digits, you add up the two digits, and that's your final number. My final number is 6. And six in numerology is essentially the number of like the embodiment of your heart. So it's about compassion and support and nurturing and healing. And guess what? My life purpose, oftentimes I feel like I'm supposed to be here to not only help myself heal and grow and pursue my purpose in life, but also help others do that. And guess what that connects to again? My astrology, because the sun sign cancer is also known for being the nurturer. It's the mother of the zodiac. And so these things have helped better inform me. There have been times when like, I'm just going about my day, about my business, and I'm thinking about something and I'm processing something or I'm having these emotions about something. And then I'll just see a sequence and I'll think, I think I'm going to look that up real quick. Like, 
just last week, I was really processing something that's bothered me and I've struggled with quite a lot more recently, but also the last several years. And I saw five nines together, nine, 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 nine. And if you know about numerology, at least if you know what like three nines mean, that's about releasing because there's a new beginning coming. The chapter's closing. There's a new beginning coming. And I looked up five nines because I wanted to see if it was the same or if there's a slight difference because sometimes there's a slight difference depending on how many there are. And it was like, yeah, you have been dealing with a chapter that is now finally coming to its actual close. And I was sitting there like, yeah, I've been getting that vibe that this is over and I'm not going to be stressing about this anymore. So that is an integral, <laughs> I almost did that wrong. That is an integral part of my spirituality today is numerology. And when it gets time to when I will sit down and like study, study it, I definitely will. I have some books saved that I want to read about it. Um, so when I'm ready, I will. But I'm not on that yet because I'm actually currently on human design. <laughs> Surprise, I shifted out of astrology being the primary focus. <laughs> I bet if you've been listening for a while, you've probably been wondering, when is she going to like shift to the next thing? She keeps talking about looking into Buddhism and these other aspects. When is she going to shift, I wonder? My heart... And my gut knew it was time to shift into human human design. I've actually been aware of human design for almost as long as I've been studying astrology. But it wasn't time yet. And that actually coincides perfectly with human design <laughs> because I found out what my design was. And so having timing and listening to what my gut instinct says is very important for me. And it wasn't time yet, but then very recently in the month of July, it was time. It was time. So I started with making my chart. I found out what types I am, what my profile is. I'm a manifesting generator 3-5 profile with emotional authority. So if you know anything about human design, I just gave that very important information away. What's cool about human design is that it is partially connected to astrology, so that helps a lot with understanding that. Um, but from what I've really looked at, mostly it's more of like just the human design aspects, not the correlations yet. I, when I get there, I'll get there, but I think my gut instinct is to focus just on the human design aspects first and then bridge the gap. And I've learned a lot about what it means to be a manifesting generator, what it means to have a 3-5 profile, and what it means to have emotional authority. I've noticed just how accurate this is. And I talked about this a little bit in the episode about protecting your energy. Because... Thanks to human design, I was reminded of why I need to protect my energy. Now, there's years ago, actually while I was still a Christian, when I started to really notice I needed to protect my energy, I was reading The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, which I still highly recommend that book, even though I'm not a Christian now. 
I still highly recommend that book. It's such a great book. I was reading the book on burnout. I was studying a lot about rest and different things. So even while I was a Christian, I knew I needed to better protect my energy. But I feel like now I have tools to better define what I should be doing to protect my energy with. And that's the thing about human design. Actually, someone I listened to, oh, I wish I could remember if it was a podcast. I think it was a podcast, which I'll link below. But this person was saying that astrology is like the blueprint for understanding and human design is the instruction manual for activating what you understood about your astrology. And I thought that was so good because essentially human design is just saying like, if you functioned like, let's say a circuit or a battery, because that's essentially what the chart is. If you functioned like a mechanical system that had circuits, that had gates, etc., how would you best produce energy and expend energy? It's far less about understanding, like you do understand yourself from it, but it's far less about like, let me figure out what I'm like, like Enneagram or MBTI. And it's far more about how do I better function in this life and in this world? And it's been so good because I already knew a lot of the stuff about me, but then having tools and instructions on how to optimize these things has been so helpful. I already knew (laughs) that I can be a worker bee and work my ass off and put all my energy towards things that aren't good for me and then be depleted. I already knew that. (laughs) I already knew that. But what I didn't know was how to better respond and not always be initiating until I started learning about human design. I already knew that I'm an emotional being and I need to feel my emotions to better function. But what I didn't know was how to optimize on my feelings in order to ride the wave to get to clarity until I started learning human design. And so the beauty of all these things, ironically enough, is not only that they all function well together, but they also all affirm the truth in me. As I said before, I have not seen a thing once in these experiences that was like, that is way off, that's not true, that's not me. Not in human design, not in numerology, not astrology. Usually, when I clue into it, I'm like, yes, that is true. That is true about me. If I get too caught up in my mind, which in human design, it's open, it's not defined. So if I get too caught up in my mind and I don't trust my gut instinct from my feelings, yes, I will make wrong choices because I'm so caught up in my head. 1,000%. 1,000%. That is a truth about me. And human design has better helped me have like the terminology to then use various aspects of my life in helpful ways and to me that is the whole point of spirituality 
I almost shy away from even using that word with human design because it is so scientific. It is actually really scientific because it's talking a lot about energy in a scientific way. We're all made up of energy. We all expel energy. It cannot be created or destroyed, but we transfer it. That's how your metabolism works. Your metabolism isn't just burning fat. Your metabolism is literally your cells taking input and turning it into energy in order for you to still stay alive. And so human design better teaches you how to use that energy so that you're not constantly depleted. Now, these three things, they're not the only things I will ever look into. As I've said before, and I still believe, I will probably look into Buddhism at some point. Or maybe even Taoism. i got to decide uh, which one. But I will probably look into those at some point because I do believe there are benefits from those things that you don't inherently get from other spiritual practices. So it's an open-ended process. I am currently on human design right now. That doesn't mean I will forever be studying it. I am just learning enough to put it to practice. Does that make sense? But that also means, since I'm not a hater, <laughs> that I am also willing and open to reading the Bible again. That doesn't mean I'm going to approach it in the same way, though. It's actually my hope and my goal that I give myself enough distance from the Bible that when I do sit down and read it again, because I actually I was going through my storage the other day. Uh, I have a lot of my Bibles and journals still saved, by the way. I didn't get rid of them, but um, <laughs> I was going through my stores the other day and my newest Bible I barely used before I deconstructed. And I was like, man, this is such a beautiful Bible. I would love to put it to use sometime. So I'm not against reading it, but I want to give myself enough space that like, when I come back to it, it's not triggering. It doesn't trigger those old issues. I'm able to now read it with a new mind. I actually would love to see more of the allegory and the analogy in the Bible and not just see it from that literal standpoint that, you know, we're taught to see it from. I would love to see it as more of an analogy, 1000%. So I'm not a hater <laughs> and I will probably read the Bible again. I am flexible and open to change, and I think a lot of people should be as well. Again, not everybody. Some people do need one thing to function well in this life, but I do think a lot of people don't know that they need to be open and flexible to change. And such is the same for me. I am open and flexible to change. I am not going to get things perfect. I'm not going to study things perfectly. I'm not going to know everything right, and I'm okay with that. I'd rather be someone who has the knowledge of a variety of things and lives life in a very balanced and peaceful and productive like way, like good, productive way, than be someone who's closed off and therefore becomes a hater. And so I'm okay with that. I'm okay with not finding the one thing that is perfect and living my life on that one thing. 
1000%. That does not bother me at all. But I think where we do miss the mark as a society, specifically in America, but in other societies around the globe, is we judge other people and tell them that they need to believe something specific. It's funny, since deconstructing, I have not told any one Christian that they should not be a Christian. I've suggested maybe they think more deeply about their actions within my podcast or within my TikToks, but I have not literally face-to-face talked to any Christian about not believing what they believe. Not my family, not my family friends, not my friends, nobody. Because I think that's wrong, and I wouldn't want you to do it to me. How rude of me to tell you that you need to change your beliefs because I disagree with them. That's rude. (laughs) Even in this podcast, a podcast about changing faulty beliefs, I always tell you, you can choose to do what you want. (laughs) Always. This is not a lecture. We're having a conversation. (laughs) I'm literally sharing with you my reflections, and that's it. And you can listen to every little word, little syllable that I say and still say, I'm going to be a Christian. And that's fine. And that's how it should be. There are certain religions that I do believe don't understand that. Christianity, especially in America, is one of those where they don't understand. It is not up to them to decide for someone else. They are so hell-bent on the fact that they need to save people that they forget that maybe giving people the space to be themselves is enough love to give. Maybe that is enough love. Maybe it's not loving to force people to agree with you because it isn't. It actually isn't. We have to stop judging people that believe differently than us. There was a time as a Christian where, yeah, I judged people for being Satanist or being witchy or whatever. But now that I'm not a Christian, it's far less judgmental. I don't understand those things because I don't know enough about them. And that doesn't necessarily mean I want to do those things either. But it simply means I'm not going to treat you differently because you believe differently. I don't know enough about it. And I think a lot of Christians don't know enough about the things that they judge. (laughs) Taking that more from personal experience. They don't know enough about the things that they judge because they're told to believe they're demonic and so they throw it all out and they tell people they're being demonic. And that is unhealthy. You don't know enough to judge it. (laughs) So let's stop judging people. Right? And even if you do know enough, is judging people going to lead them to doing healthier things and better things? No. Absolutely not. It's not going to work that way. (laughs) So I think that's where we really mess up. And that's where I am choosing not to mess up to the best of my ability. I do not want to be judgmental. 
I do not want to make other people agree with me and believe certain things. Even the friend that I mentioned that deconstructed at the same time as me. I didn't give them any input into their deconstruction process. Literally any. They went on a different wavelength and that's their prerogative. And I don't care. (laughs) It's not my decision to make. And it's the same for everyone else. If we can stop judging people and making people or trying to make people believe the same as us, I think people will land where they need to land. And if they don't, it's not your fault anyway. Maybe they land on something that is destructive. That's not really your fault to fix. So that is where I'm at with my beliefs post-deconstructing and deconverting out of Christianity. I am, again, grateful for you listening, and I hope this really helps you think about religion and spirituality in a different light. Always, as I say, choose what you want to choose. Be whoever you believe is best. Follow your gut. Listen to your heart. All those things. But if you do want to know anything about astrology, numerology, or human design, I will try to link as much as I can below that I think has helped me um, and good places to start. Also, I guess if you want, you can ask me, but I'm not an expert. All those things. I've just learned a lot. I spend months on end on things that intrigue me. (laughs) So I end up learning a lot about things and then have a lot to share. thank you so much for listening and please check back in for the next episode i'm grateful for you and i hope you have a wonderful rest of your time today talk to you soon